Welcome back, squat therapy heads. I have an amazing, amazing person and interview on today's episode. Her name is Dr. Teresa Larson, and many of you may not have heard of her, but she has such an incredible story, one that spans a career in the military as a Marine, now a physical therapist, a competitive CrossFitter, and what we dive into more so on this episode is her ability to overcome an eating disorder, bulimia nervosa, and it's just an incredible story. She's written a book, it's called Warrior, and when you listen to this interview, you will understand exactly why that is a fitting title, because she is without a doubt a warrior, and her and I had never met. I got introduced to her through a buddy of mine, Troy Willis, who you may know of from the Mark Pro. He's helped develop that and brought it to thousands of injured military personnel, and he introduced us, and I was super excited to talk to her, and I'm glad we did, and I expedited this interview to the top of my list because I really wanted to share it with the world. So coming up next on Squat Therapy, my interview with Dr. Teresa Larson. Listen to the interview, get out there, support her, buy the book Warrior, and learn how you can become a better person, how you can help others, and and really just it's such an inspirational story, makes you think twice about your life and about what you can do with it. Super proud to have her on here, Dr. Teresa Larson. It's time for some squat therapy. You're a host, Jason Ackerman, PIMP. Baby Jesus, break it down with the interesting mind. CrossFit's OG, he's one of a kind. Coaching, training, and mobility. Each episode, a quest of virtuosity. Relevant CrossFit topics and stellar guests. He'll leave you wondering what he's going to say next on squat therapy. We are here with Dr. Teresa Larson. We were talking prior to recording, and she has such an amazing history, background, and more that I don't want to butcher it. So I'm going to let you dive into this and explain where you've come, where you are, and where you're going. Okay, so where I have come, so I, uh, I live in San Diego. I grew up in Seattle, Washington, and was an athlete you know, my whole life. Um, growing up, softball, basketball, cross country, you name it. Um, Went into college, played uh, softball in college and semi-professional softball. Um, very much had a I can't fail, I need to be perfect mindset, which I know a lot of you in the fitness world um, can relate to. You're driven and want to be the best. Uh, went into the Marine Corps, you know, just another easy job. Run out of college, why not? Right. You know, blow stuff up. Um I was an officer, so I went in as a second lieutenant, got out as a first lieutenant, um, led an engineer platoon, so my job was to blow stuff up and also build stuff. Kind of awesome, right? (laughs) To the extremes. (laughs) Um, And I had a great platoon that I worked with, uh, but I ended up struggling with an eating disorder called bulimia nervosa, which is the binge purge type. Um, I got medically evacuated from Iraq when I was deployed, uh, and came back, honorably discharged, had to figure out what I wanted to do with my life next, which that whole transition, if you're a veteran out there, you know what that's like. It's hard. Anybody who transitions 
is it's a challenge. Um, so was figuring out what I wanted to do. Decided, I mean, I knew I loved fitness, but I also was very intrigued by medicine. So I decided to become a doctor of physical therapy and um, also a strength coach. Why not? And CrossFit was just, a, it was a good marriage. Um, it allowed me to do strength and conditioning as well as physical therapy and help people move better. And so, of course, you know, this is a quick story, but the time it took me to get out of the Marine Corps, figure out what I wanted to do, um, there was probably six, seven years, you know, to where I am now actually having my own practice and, you know, healthy and happy, um, et cetera. So that's, that's kind of my story. I just wrote Warrior, a book uh, that's my life story and goes into the ins and outs of the eating disorder and how I got through it, which Jason is, you know, you, you talk about winning mindset, um, healing yourself. Like I firmly believe that you can do that with your mind as well any demons, dark holes you have in your life. Yeah, you probably need help getting through it, but there are ways that you can change your brain the way it thinks. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Well, that is one big nutshell. I mean, what a life. So (laughs) from college to the military to becoming a doctor to overcoming a disorder. I mean, what that's incredible. And so your book right now, is, is it's out? People can order it? Yes. So it came out April 5th. Um, it's on Amazon. Easy to order. Or you can go on drteresalarson.com and find it as well. I want, I want to dive into the, the mindset of an eating disorder. You know, as, as we were okay. talking, I work with so many athletes. And I would, I would go as, you know, as far as saying a huge percentage of the world, you know, has some sort of eating disorder. You know, I don't, not to downplay anything, but I I work with so many people that whether they realize, and maybe an eating disorder isn't the right term, but certainly uh, a bad relationship with food. Yes. So, you know, eating eating disorders um, are not my specialty, neither is nutrition. But, you know, I, I finally found a good relationship. I have a good relationship with food now. But if I look, so being involved in the CrossFit world and yoga world, <clears throat> I mean, you know, those are the people I'm around the most, but there's a spectrum, right? Food is all around us. And people don't realize how, I mean, addicting sugar can be um, and just how you kind of get caught up with these bad diets. You know, everyone wants to lose weight. Everyone wants to look better. But why? Why do they want to lose weight? There's no, there's a lot of people don't understand their why. They just, they do it for aesthetics, right? There's nothing deeper than wanting to look better. It's being healthier doesn't matter. It's just looking better. And so when you strive for the, the to seek that external reinforcement, right, that approval from others, that ability to wear a bathing suit on the beach and, you know, and look really good, which is really nice, of course, but when it's only for approval of others, which, you know, I'm sure in your world you kind of, can you, you've seen that there's a disorder it's a disordered thinking pattern and disordered eating doesn't mean you have an eating disorder but that disordered thinking of seeking approval from others and dieting yourself to look a certain way and only eating paleo or only eating renaissance or whatever it is out there the latest fad right only drinking juice you know all day um, whatever it is like that's disordered 
And it's only a matter of time if you let that go, right, it can become a full-fledged eating disorder. And I think people don't realize, too, like, an eating disorder, I look, you know, if you look at pictures of me, I've looked pretty much the same way, you know, my entire, you know, from college, Marine Corps to now. I mean, I'm just older, but I, my body didn't change too much. No one would ever know I had an eating disorder. And I didn't look emaciated. I didn't look overweight. I looked like a healthy, fit woman. And so there's binge eating disorder. There's bulimia nervosa. There's anorexia. There's orthexia, people who are obsessed with one way of eating. There's anorexia, people who just work out all the time and they don't eat. Bulimia um, exercise type where they... You know, they eat a lot and they purge on, um, they purge with exercise. There's so many, I mean, those are full-blown eating disorders, right? I don't think some people, like myself, I can be, I'm talking about myself too, I didn't want to acknowledge that I actually had one for a long time. So there's a spectrum. I mean, and if you look at, you know, the just addictions out there, um, you know, food is the easiest way to cope with life cope with stress. You have, it's easily accessible. Um, Alcoholics Anonymous, they provide cake and cookies, right? Like that's another just obsession that people can get into once they're done with alcohol. It's like food is so easily accessible and there's so much, um, you know, uh, I think disordered thinking around it um, and not healthy mindsets around it that um, it can create, it can over time create an eating disorder. So, and I agree with everything you're saying. For, for you, specifically, what was that turning point in your life? When did you feel as if I need to do something about this? I need to make a change. So that's a good question, Jason. Um, I refused. So I was more. I, I knew I had an eating problem, even deployed to Iraq. Right? And here, I'm not, I wasn't working in a desk job. I was working with female terrorists, working, finding landmines, running convoys. I was in combat before women were even acknowledged about being in combat because I was determined to work with my Marines. But it was at a point when I was on a convoy out there, I'd been throwing up four or five times a day, secretly, of course. No, there wasn't a lot of women, rarely none with me, so women bathroom. There wasn't any women's bathrooms, actually, but the bathrooms usually were my safe place, and I was alone in them. Um, I was thrown up in the middle of 100-degree weather with all my gear on just because I need. I felt I needed to. And here I am in the middle of combat, like literally running convoys, finding landmines, putting up polling sites during the first Iraqi election, and all I care about is when my next binge and purges or my ability, I mean, I wasn't, you know, depending on the day, like, my focus was good or it was bad, right? And I had to, like, sit down with myself and say, what the F are you doing, Teresa? Like, you're going to hurt somebody if you don't ask for help. Like, you are killing yourself and you're going to kill somebody. And it was my, you know, back up a little bit, my father was the only one who really knew what these this eating issue was doing to me because whenever we talked, of course, he was a piece of home. He was my only parent I had. Like, I cried every time I had a chance to talk to him on a satellite phone. And he was like, in one of his letters to me, he's like, Teresa, your life is a roller. Your mind is a roller coaster. Your life is a roller coaster right now. You need you need to know that the Marine Corps will go on no matter what. 
but you need to take responsibility for your health. And I sat on that letter for a little while. It was hard to swallow, but he was right. I had, no one else was going to tell me to get help. I had to want it. And so in the middle of Iraq, you know, my rock bottom, at the point where I really could have hurt myself or somebody else, I was like, I need help. So did that, and of course it was not a glamorous way home. (laughs) And my book, Warrior, definitely goes into all of the crap that happened with me asking for help. Well, I imagine it's, you know, like you said, it's similar to any addiction. It's not just, all right, I'm cured. I'd imagine it's even to this day. I mean, how long has it been? It's been, so I've been in recovery since 2007, May of 2007. So, I mean, and I'm sure just like anyone you talk to in in some sort of recovery, whether it's alcohol or, or narcotics, et cetera, it's like every day you're dealing with it. Yeah, so every, the, you're always in recovery, so every day is a choice to take care of myself, right, choose the right foods that feel, make me feel good, like make me feel, you know, fuel me for what I need to do in the gym, <clears throat> my sport, in my practice, um, and also choosing to do my breath and meditation practice that helps me find calm before I start my day, right? To be able to give the energy I need to effectively and from a place of authenticity, I need to do things for me in the morning that are healthy. And that's a move. That's either training in the CrossFit gym or that's yoga. And that's meditation or breath work and breath work. So, like I said, I I deal with hundreds of clients. And, you know, I know of a few specifically that, have a disorder, and I know of many others that maybe wouldn't be classified as a disorder but need to improve their relationship with food. And that, for me, is my approach to nutrition. I love helping people get fitter via nutrition, but I'm way more concerned and satisfied, and my passion lies in helping people create a better relationship with food. Yeah, it's huge. When, When you say these things, like what you do in the morning... Do you have some recommendations? Do you have a plan that someone, whether it's an order disorder or, or creating a better relationship and need to focus on a daily that you think will help lead them to success? Yes. So one of the biggest things with an eating disorder is are those who are obsessed with the way they eat. Um, or maybe it's obsessed with having to make it to the gym every day, right? Whatever it is you're obsessed about. Um, the three minutes of, of breath work in the morning and three minutes of breath work in the evening is a really simple way to start. And a mantra, so this is kind of the mantra, I, this, this is the mantra I use. Because we all seek control. When you have an obsession with food and obsession with exercise, you seek control. And letting go of that control is actually a really nice and soothing thing. When, you're, when your body and your mind can let go of control, the tension physiologically goes down and your mind doesn't go crazy like a monkey. Um, and if you want a good book to read about that, In an Unspoken Voice by Peter Levine is a good one um, to read. But 
three minutes of breath work in the morning and three minutes of breath work in the evening with the mantra. While you inhale, let go. And when you exhale, it could be let God. If you're faith-filled, could be something else. You choose, but it's a let go, let God for me. And because a lot of things in my life I cannot control. I can control what I put in my mouth. You know, I can control how much I train. I can control, I can actually control my mindset too. But letting go of control of everything else, right? The things like the emails that come in, the people that walk up to your door, the people that you meet at the gym, whatever it is, your work. Like you, there's a lot of things you can't control. And when you try to hang on to everything, it's very debilitating. So I think letting go and letting God is a good mantra. Inhale, let go. Exhale, let God do it for three minutes in the morning, three minutes in the evening. Trying to make those inhales and exhales deep and long. <clears throat> and it's supposed, it, it definitely decreases blood cortisol levels, which is very healthy. Um, but it also decreases that level of physical tension that we tend to hold in our body and we're not even aware of, right? And that alone can also help your mind unwind. So that's my recommendation. So when you're doing that, is that a first thing out of bed? Is that? That is a first thing. Rise, pee, meditate. Rise, pee, breathe. Whatever you want to do. Rise, pee, <laughs> just whatever pee word you want to do. Um, oh, you're, telling, yes. you're, you're literally referring to going to the bathroom is what you're saying. I am, yes, you'll want to go rise, use the restroom, and then do it. Gotcha. Pour coffee. Yes. And then what about before bed? Is it the last Before thing? bed is it's the last, well, you know, before you say goodnight to your spouse or significant other um, or your dog or just yourself, yes, it is the last thing you want to do. And when, when you're doing this, do you set an alarm? Do you understand what three minutes is? Do you do a certain So I have, a, I have an app. I mean, I, you can just use your timer on your phone, three minutes. You can set a little alarm. It's nice and gentle. Like put on like a chime or something, not like a loud blazing siren, <laughs> right? Like that would be because <laughs> I've done that. And I'm like, that was not helpful before bed. <laughs> right. Um, so something soothing. Uh, three minutes on your timer. I also have an app called Insight Timer, which is like a meditation app. You can just put on the timer and it dongs gently at three minutes. Super simple. Insight Timer or just use a nice chime on your phone. Gotcha. So incorporating that breath work, did you have anything else that you would recommend for people? So... Um, that's really a big one because the biggest thing that you uh, need, you know, the biggest thing you need to understand in terms of decreasing anxiety and depression, which is always underlying with eating disorder or struggles with, you know, an addiction of some sort. Um, the only way to self-soothe is using your breath. So that the the breath work is one of the most important things. I mean, I apply my breath work to stressful situations during my day. Let's say I got an email or a trigger. You know, I had someone the other day say something very mean to me, and it wasn't, they were just, they're, you know, they're, they weren't really thinking. And I just took a deep breath, smiled, turned around, and walked away. Didn't really, you know, it, it, it could have been something that it would rile me up, 
but in my mind, I'm like, that person's very ignorant. I'm going to walk away. But the breath work helped kind of give me that transition from that either I was going to get riled up and it was going to cause me to go down this path of kind of um, more anxiety, but I chose otherwise. And the breath helped me do that, if that makes sense. Um, the other thing, Jason, is just move every day. And, and look at your movement. I do cross, I do yoga. Um, look at your body. You're in the practice of CrossFit or you're in the practice of yoga. Like, look at what your body is capable of. Like, focus on that. Like, when you're doing a squat, you're like, look how strong my legs are. Amazing. You know, when you're doing a plank or you're doing a muscle up or you're doing an Elson or whatever it is. I mean, it's amazing things your body can do. So be, almost allow yourself to be grateful and take in the good from it versus, God, I look so big in my jeans or my tights or, man, this shirt feels tight or I feel gross. Yeah, it's, you're going to have those thoughts from time to time. But counter it with, look what my body can do. And believe me, that neurologically, well, actually, it's neuroplasticity will change the way your brain thinks about yourself over time. You'll start going to the gym because you want to be proud of what your body can do and you want to be healthy versus, I got to go to the gym because I got to burn those calories. I got to burn off the cookies I ate the night before. Anyway, those are my two things, movement, breath. I love it, and I think you're absolutely just setting yourself up for success with, you know, it sounds just like a lot of positive self-talk, a lot of reassurance, and I think that's absolutely incredible stuff, and it's working for you, and I think it could help work for many other people, and your book dives into your entire story. Yes. Correct? Yes. So the nice thing for, for those of you listening who do have disordered eating um, or feel like you're kind of in a, like you have something that controls you, like you need to go to the gym every day because you have to lose weight or you have to look a certain way or you have to eat a certain way to look a certain, I mean, looking, looking nice and good is important, but understand why you want to be that way. It's obviously to be healthier, but a lot of times people just focus on that seeking um, approval from others with warrior you'll see the mindset I had for a long time of seeking perfection. I couldn't fail myself. I couldn't fail my Marie. I had to look a certain way. And if I didn't, I was cruel to myself through the way I ate or didn't eat and throwing up. So the, the thing about warriors, it exposes what an eating disorder looks like. It's not glamorous. And I think for anyone who has one, they read it, they realize they're not alone one. And then in the end, there's a way to grow, and I show that story of growth. It's like it's not an easy path, but I'm so much better off in my life now, and it's so much more fulfilling. I'm not in a black hole of shame. My life is so much better for asking for help and actually building a better relationship with food, and I couldn't do it alone. So like Jason, you're someone who, like a first responder for people who struggle with food, you know, and maybe addic exercise addiction. and. Their ability to seek help from you and find mentorship is huge. Um, and so I think knowing that the, the human ego and shame can kind of get in the way. Um, and, and, they, and then you might have people who seek help from you, but they don't really want to truly get better yet. Because they're still hanging on to the addiction of exercising too much or eating a certain way or not eating. It's like they got to want it. 
And I think my story shows that human responsibility of taking care of yourself. You got to want to take care of yourself and you got to want it within. It can't be coming from without or coming from elsewhere. So I think Warrior, the biggest you know, piece of um, feedback I've gotten is it gives hope to people who struggle. I, I love it. And I just want to remind people where they can order Warrior from. Uh, they can order it on drteresalarson.com or they can order it on Amazon. Awesome. Well, and they can also order at any bookstore. So Barnes & Noble means in any major bookstore cool. right now. Well, I don't know. All these bookstores are going out of business. I, think I know. Most people are going <laughs> to get it online. And yes. I'm looking forward to it. I want to hop on and get it now that we've spoken because I'm excited. And I know it will help me. I think anyone can always improve their own mindset with food and with their, their own brain and how they react and respond to different situations. So I'm excited to read it. And I really appreciate you being on here. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it too. And I appreciate the work you're doing with people. Great. Well, thank you so much. And hopefully a few more people will check it out. And yes. I hope to have you back on after I read it and able to ask you even more Heck questions yes. about your, your, your journey. Thank you, Jason. Have a great day. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.